Yo, yo, what up? Ryuji here. Welcome back to the Two Radi Vegans episode of this week. This is like take three for the intro, more like take five. But anyways, uh, really excited for this week's episode. And what we're going to jump into is a compilation of different talks slash speakouts that me and Renee did over the past few weeks. Now, the first thing that you're going to hear is Renee's talk at the Animal Liberation Conference 2019 at the Animal Liberation March. Uh, the second thing that you're going to hear is me at uh, NARD Portland, National Animal Rights Day in Portland is an excerpt of uh, what I did there. I did a talk and you're going to hear basically an excerpt about why animal rights is important. And the third thing that we're going to jump into is Renee's talk at Nation Rising where she did uh, kind of like a speak out thing. You'll see that <laughs> her, her sections are much more energetic than mine. You know, like mine is more kind of like laid back chill, but I hope you enjoy regardless. I'm really excited for this new experiment that we're doing here on the Two Rowdy Vegans. So without further ado, let's do this. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. 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 Two, two rowdy vegans. One plus one equals two rowdy vegans. Thank you. I'd just like to have a quick moment, a moment of true blue silence for the reason we're all here. The reason I'm here in San Francisco at this time is because of those 38 times that Clifton Roberts just mentioned on the Humane Party for the animals. That is why I am here. Isn't that why we're all here? Yeah. In 2014, October 31st, I went vegan. I was on a cattle ranch in Texas. My husband, Tommy Sonnen, was a multi-generational cattle rancher. He sent cows to the sale barn every six months. I witnessed this time and time again. And even though I was that Texas girl that had a collection of leather boots, went to the rodeo, ate barbecue, loved prime rib, and all of that, I started seeing something in the eyes in the lives of these babies going to the cell barn, I started seeing the mothers cry. And I witnessed for the first time in my Texas life the truth that all animals deserve to be with their families. All animals suffer. I watched this, I saw this, and until I could take it no more. Cattle ranchers, y'all, I'm here to tell you, love animals. I know that's hard to believe, but I promise you, I loved animals, and I did not know how to regurgitate or talk about it. This is why we've created the Rancher Advocacy Program. This is why right now in Wicks, Arkansas, a cattle ranch, a chicken farmer has gone vegan, and they are now converting what was once a chicken farm. A mushroom farm, y'all. Yeah. The Rancher Advocacy Program is real. We are going to change the landscape 
of the world. We have people from Spain, from Austria, from Germany, all over the world reaching out to us wanting to know how. I don't quite know how, but what I do know is I will do whatever it takes to bring the people together in our Rancher Advocacy Program Coalition to make sure that animals are free. And I just want to close by saying thank you to a very generous donor this morning. Y'all don't may not know this, but we are victims of climate crisis in Texas at Rowdy Girl Sanctuary. We have had to evacuate our animals three times in four years because of climate crisis. Three weeks ago, we evacuated 133 farm animals to Welder, Texas in 48 hours. Luckily, we had just bought this property because of generous donors. Now. Now, those animals are safe, they're free, they're in another place, but y'all, climate crisis is real. This donor called me today and is donating $35,000 to fix our fence, so for our fence. Y'all, this is a Texas family, a family just like you and me in the heart of Texas that went vegan because of a two-year-old. I love y'all. There definitely is, as my friend Danny Rukin said so eloquently on the way up here. Because of this flood, we've received a flood of love. Because of this flood, I now know that even though the Brazos River flooded us, that what's also happening is a river is coming through us to help change the, the planet. It's coming through us, and that river is flowing. It's not a reservoir, it's a river. And it's here to flow so that all animals, all people everywhere can be free. Thank you guys, thank you. Why is animal rights important? First of all, I think it's important to establish that, right? Because I think a lot of times as an animal advocate, people try to get to me and try to tell me that my cause is not that important. I remember this one time I was at a party, right? And uh, what do you do at a party? You talk to people about animal rights. And uh, I was talking to this dude who was my friend, and he was in the process of starting up a uh, high fashion leather jacket company or something like that. Actually, that's exactly what it was. And uh, you know, I was talking to him about it, and I was like, "Man, have you considered like maybe you know doing a, a, another alternative? Like maybe not cow's leather, but you could use like pineapples or something." And uh, you know, because I'm like, "Well, you know, you can have pineapple leather, you can have." cork like there's so many different alternatives and he was like yeah I remember like yeah you're, you're vegan right and I was like yeah you know I'm, I'm vegan and uh, you know I mean I just think it's kind of wrong that a cow should die for a jacket right like I don't know what you think and basically you know he kind of agreed with me but at the same time what he told me was basically that well you know what I'm doing with my company is that I want to I make these high-end products and then sell them and use the profits for a good cause to empower my community and uh, which is a really noble cause and what he said was that you know I understand where you're coming from, and uh, you know I think it's great that you're doing what you're doing and that you're speaking up for animals. But for me, at this point in my life, you know I'm already doing something great for my community. I think it'd be crazy to care about a cow before I care about my community. Now, of course, as animal advocates, we know that we don't have to choose between you know human rights and animal rights. That's why there's this thing that we chant 
um, one struggle, one fight, human freedom, animal rights. Um, but you know, it's not so apparent in the mainstream, right? And for most people, it kind of seems like animal rights is this thing that these crazy people care about that like, you know, oh, like you must be an animal lover and you love animals so much and that's why you care about animals. But you know, it's like, it's like some people are just gonna care about that and I'm not. That's why a lot of people will say things like, well, you know, it understands that you're vegan. But for me personally, I couldn't do it. And uh, you know, I don't know, it's just not that important to me. But why is animal rights important? I think that it's becoming more and more known in our society that all the animals that we use, whether it be for food, clothing, entertainment, testing, whatever it is, those animals suffer. And those animals suffer more than we could imagine. I don't even think that as human beings we can relate to how much they suffer. And their suffering has been completely commoditized, completely normalized in our culture and tradition. It's been happening for thousands of years. We've been you know, exploiting animals, using them, and uh, you'll see people say this like very frequently, like, hey, you know, like we've been doing this forever, like it's never gonna change, as if like nothing bad ever changed before in history, right? Um, but you know, the really important thing, the idea that I hold on to, is that the reason that animal rights is important is not because from our point of view, we see the suffering of animals and we think it's wrong or we think it's horrible. The reason that inflicting pain, making animals suffer, using animals is wrong is not because I believe it's wrong, but it's because from the animal's point of view, they're the ones being exploited. What matters is their point of view. And so what matters is the question, would I ever want to be in their position? What if I was farmed for food? What if my entire life I was bred into the world for the sole purpose of one day be killed so that someone could eat my body? What if I was bred into the world so that someone could potentially take my eggs if I laid eggs, or take my milk if I produced milk? Right? Like, would I ever want to be in that position? And if I wouldn't want to be in that position, because I would definitely not want to be in that position, then there is no reason for me to put someone else in that position, human or not. Of course, between human beings and animals, we have many differences, and you know, we want to do things like, you know, I don't know, go to university or become engineers or whatever. Maybe animals don't want to do that. What's far more important than what we have different is what we have in common. And those things are things like personalities, feelings, the ability to suffer, our desire to live. And in those regards, animals are very, very much like us. And so whether or not I think that, you know, it's wrong that a chicken dies in a slaughterhouse for me or not, doesn't change the fact that that chicken values their life in the same exact way that I value my life. And if I wouldn't want to be in a slaughterhouse and get my throat slits, then I shouldn't have to put a chicken in that position either. Thank you all so much for inviting me to Parliament Hill with you today. Thank you. You know, when I think about the suffering, the anguish that all the animals suffer, bitter coldness. Some of them freeze to death in trailers on the way to the slaughterhouse. Some of them burning up to death without water on the way to the slaughterhouse. This is the least we can do, is stand here in the rain, right, and endure a little bit of discomfort today. Thank you for staying. Just so you know, a little bit of our background, you know, I am from Texas. These are vegan cowgirl boots, uh, in case anybody wants to know. There's a lady in Dallas 
and her name is Kat Mendenhall, and she used to be in a cattle ranch family too. She now is giving leather the boot and making vegan leather boots. So, a lot of things is happening in Texas. Hashtag TX is going vegan anytime. Okay, we are we are turning Texas on its ear. All right, because I am convinced that when this Texas girl turned vegan and told her husband, you will not take those calves to the cell barn anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. If you do that one more time, I will follow you. I will take your credit card. Yeah. <laughs> and I will buy every one of them back. Yeah. I will bring them back home because they are now my family. Yeah. I meant that with everything in my heart. What you just heard was the truth. I went down a rabbit hole. I had no idea that when I was feeding little rowdy girl that I was going to end up seeing with real eyes a community of cows and their families that I had never seen before. They were always in plain sight. They were always in front of me on every Texas country road. But I never saw them. Why? Because of belief systems. We are conditioned to believe lies. We're conditioned to believe in a system that is killing us, the animals, and their environment. Right? When I realized this, I was so angry. I, I couldn't believe this Texas girl that had a collection of leather boots that used to go to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo every year. I, I couldn't believe what I was feeling. I, I, was, I was shocked at the utter uh, the disbelief. I was just shocked that I was actually in a world that had lied to me, my mother, my daddy, the school systems, the governments, the media, you name it, we have been lied to. Yeah. Well, okay, so farmers, farmers are not the enemy, y'all. Farmers are not the enemy. You know, we used to be cattle ranchers. I always loved animals. My husband, a multi-generational cattle rancher, couldn't stand sending his animals to the cell barn. He didn't like it, but you know what he always said? It's what we have to do. This is what we do. We are feeding the world. This is what cattle ranchers, chicken farmers, pig farmers, all of them have this mentality. They're feeding the world. The big problem is big ag. Big Ag, agricultural subsidies, these subsidies that are bailing out all these farmers, they don't want to be in chicken houses. You think a chicken farmer wants to spend their life in a chicken house with 36,000 chickens all around their feet, steeped in feces, urine, dying, and upside down on their backs with their chicken legs flopping up and down? Do you really think 
Bonafide people want to spend their life like that. No! They have no choice because big ag is making them keep their mouth shut. Well, we're not keeping our mouth shut anymore. No! It's not happening. We are speaking out. I will speak out to my dying breath. That is the reason why we have the Rancher Advocacy Program, which is why I'm so grateful to be here with Nations Rising or nation rising, but the nations are rising too, right? I am so proud to be here because it is so in line with the heart of who I am. You know, we are transforming farms right now with the help of organizations that are nonprofits. We have organizations, nonprofit money, that's spending over a half a million dollars right now helping farms transition. Jennifer and Rodney Barrett in Wicks, Arkansas. 18 years as chicken farmers and cattle ranchers. Right now we have helped them save 240 cows. All right? And there are four chicken farm there are four chicken houses that used to send 100,000 chickens every 52 days to slaughter is now empty and we are getting ready to launch Mushroom Farm on their property. Y'all, the government should be paying for this, not non-profits. It is time for Canada, it's time for the dead gum United States to wake up. I mean, really, I sometimes want to you know, bury my head in the sand to even say that I'm from the great United States of America. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so appalled, honestly, at the absolute disregard for the truth about climate change, for the truth about what animal agriculture is doing to our planet. I mean, when are these people going to wake up? When? When we continue to rise. When we never, ever give up. We must march in the streets. We must put microphones in our hands. We must be in the background. We must do whatever, whatever we can to make it happen. It is not good enough to be vegan. Are you hearing me? It is not good enough. We must rise up. We must defy Big Ag because they are going down. Y'all, I love you. Don't give up on Texas. <laughs> Don't give up on the United States. We really are good people over there. We just happen to be, I don't know, maybe they went down the wrong freaking rabbit hole. But here we are. We're in Canada. I love y'all. Y'all follow Rowdy Girl Sanctuary on Instagram, on, Sanct on Facebook, on YouTube, and now we got 25,000 followers on all these things. It's happening. Y'all follow us. Love you guys. Peace out. Thank you. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. 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 Two, two rowdy vegans. One plus one equals two rowdy vegans. <laughs>